the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Now think about what the prophet was saying. For unto us a child is born who is going to establish a kingdom that is going to last forevermore. Welcome to the Monday edition of Verse by Verse for this Easter week. Now, are you, like me, scratching your head and thinking that what you just heard sounded more like the beginning of a broadcast for Christmas week? Well, stay tuned and all will become clear. That was Leighton Sheely, the senior pastor at Church of the Highlands in San Bruno, and he's taking us back to a message he shared with the congregation in 2017. Now, for all the details concerning worship and ministry taking place at Church of the Highlands here in 2020, just go to the website, highlands.us. Here's Pastor Leighton. Now, the, the portion of the uh, passage that we're going to look at today where we begin our study is oftentimes referenced at Christmas rather than Easter, but it's an appropriate place to start because it introduces the birth of mankind's Savior, and that introduction is done by none other than an angel of God. So let's listen to what the angel said. We're in Matthew chapter 1, I'm beginning at verse 18. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband, Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife But he knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. Now, there are two areas in this passage we want to focus our study on today. Verse 21 tells us that this child would save his people from their sins. And so we want to look at briefly at the subject of salvation. But we want to start with verse 22, because verse 22 tells us this, that what occurred was to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. And so we're going to look at the road or path that God designed that culminates in our salvation. In our recent membership class, somebody asked the question, how do you deal with somebody who is thoroughly convinced that the Bible is nothing more than a history book, that it's just a history book? So as we thought about it together in our our class, we, we realized that a history book is somebody in a future writing about something in the past. That makes sense, does it not? That's a history book. Somebody in a future, maybe the present, somebody in a future writing about the past. The Bible 
does that, but it also contains passages of people in a past writing about the future and doing so with great precision. Now, that's not a history book. It is something more. It is something way more. And we who know that know it to be the Word of God, because only God can know the future with such incredible precision and describe it as such. So we're going to look at just a few of the many prophecies that were fulfilled by Christ to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. And when I say a few, really it's just a handful out of over 300 that the scholars have identified. Now, you know, throughout human history, there have been many who have claimed to be a Savior. And there are a few who have claimed to be the Savior. So then how do we know that Jesus is the Savior? He claimed to be the Savior. How do we know he's the Savior? Well, I think we're all familiar with the concept of a sign. You know, like the sign we have out at the end of our parking lot. It's a huge sign that says Church of the Highlands. And the reason we have it there is so that, it, that people will know where we are and how to find us. And they'll know when they're here. That's why we have the sign. Well, prophecies are described as a sign that point to Jesus so that we know where to look and when we found him. We found God's Savior. Now, the Old Testament books were all written many centuries before Jesus' life. But God is all-knowing. He's all-powerful. He's all-wise. He is never surprised by events in history. In fact, he has basically written history. And if God was planning to interject himself into human history and want to make himself known, he would accurately describe himself centuries beforehand so that when he came, we could identify him by the descriptions that he provided beforehand. He would give us a sign pointing to the Savior. So let's look at just a few of the signs as they are given us in the Old Testament and see how accurately they foretold details about Jesus. I'm going to invite you to turn to Matthew chapter 2. Matthew chapter 2. We're going to start with the place of his birth. It says, Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. And when Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. So these wise men from the east, from the ancient Medo-Persian Empire, the place where Daniel had been taken into captivity. You remember we did a study, not, rec- not just recently on, on Daniel. 
Even centuries after Daniel's life, he still bore an influence, and they were watching because of what they had learned from Daniel. And when the star appeared, they traveled a great distance in order to worship the one who was born king of the Jews, just as Daniel had foretold. They arrive in Bethlehem. They go to Herod, asking this question, where is the one that's born king of the Jews? Herod pulls together his Bible scholars and asks them the question. And they know exactly where to point. Because it's found in the scriptures in Micah, chapter 5. But you, O Bethlehem, Ephrathah, who were too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me one who is to be ruler in Israel, whose coming forth is from old, from ancient days. So they were pointing to this passage that says that from this little place, too small to be among the clans, one was going to come who was from ancient of days. That's a reference to God. For God is from ancient of days. And this passage that they referenced in Micah was written many centuries before Jesus' life. Now at the time that Jesus was born, there were many Many hundreds of cities, some small and some large. Bethlehem was minuscule. It was so small, it may have had a population of a a couple of hundred or so. Now, how could someone other than God know that the Savior was going to be born in this dinky little town, this little village? And it's further incredible when we realize that Jesus' parents weren't from Bethlehem. They were from Nazareth. Now, what would motivate a woman eight or nine months pregnant to travel such a distance in order to be in the place that God said the child would be born? It take an act of God. And I believe it was God who basically told Caesar, over a thousand miles away, to call for a census to require the man and his wife, Joseph and Mary, to travel from their home in Nazareth, clear up to Bethlehem, so that they would be in the exact place that God said the child would be born when the child was born. Remarkable. Remarkable. Now, speaking of Jesus' ancestry, God gives us some hints about that as well. Isaiah chapter 9 says that Jesus is going to be an heir to the throne of King David. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And of the increase of his government and of the peace, there will be no end. And on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. Now think about what the prophet was saying. For unto us a child is born who is going to establish a kingdom that is going to last forevermore. A child describes the birth of a human being, 
A kingdom that lasts forever can only exist if the king lasts forever. And no typical human king lasts forever. A kingdom is only as long as a king lives. And when the king dies, there's a new kingdom. And there's a new king. But this passage says that a child is going to be born, and he's going to establish a kingdom that is forevermore. And it's going to be based on the throne of David. Such a unique approach to an Easter message. And Pastor Layton will be back tomorrow with more. I guess it's very appropriate to share an unusual Easter message during an unprecedented Easter week here in 2020. This is a broadcast we call Study Verse by Verse, and Leighton Sheely is the senior pastor at Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. For information about the unusual way that worship and ministry is being handled at the church, go to the website, highlands.us. You can also call with your questions, 650-873-4095. I'm Mike Trout, inviting you back tomorrow at this same time when we'll open once again the Word of God and study verse by verse.